0: Well, this is our week of increase, our annual week of increase, and we don't say that for nothing. <laughs> we don't expect to decrease through the week, and we don't even expect to stay the same. We believe that our God is a God of increase. How many in agreement with me on that now? You've read the Bible, First Corinthians 3, God gives the increase. He's the God of increase. And uh, there's numerous factors involved in our increase. And so we've just been seeking the Lord about what would be the, the right thing to focus on tonight and this week. And I believe I have direction. What's well, always good when you got direction. So uh, in Philippians 4, let's begin. Philippians, the fourth chapter. And the 19th verse, Philippians 4.19. Anybody ever heard of Philippians 4.19? Before? Anybody got it marked in your Bible? Do you like it? (laughs) Have we exhausted all the revelation from Philippians 4.19? No, we have not. He said Philippians 4:19, "But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus." <laughs> Whoo, I enjoyed that, didn't you? Yes. Glory to God. That is the word of God. Yes. Can you base your life on that? Yes, sir. Can you live by that? Yes, Can you count on that? Yes. Everybody said out loud. My God. My God. Now see, every word significant. Yeah. Not just God. My God. My God. See, now you know, I can't believe for you. That he's your provider. That's right. I can agree with you, but I, you know, if you don't believe he's your provider, and I'm trying to believe that he's your provider, it doesn't work. That's right. I can believe he's my provider. I'm the only one that can believe that. For me, yeah, right. you've got to believe he is. My God. There you go. My God. My God. Might supply sometime no no shall that's as strong as you can say it that's as strong as you can say it no mites no babies no whatabouts no ifs shall supply up to 85% huh A-L-L like we say around here A-double-L what does it mean what does it mean All means all. Supply all of what? All your needs. Well, if all your needs are supplied, how many needs would you have? You wouldn't have any because they're all supplied. No unsupplied need. Every need met. can you read this and not believe in a God of increase and prosperity, in a provider God? So sad that so many Christians don't believe this. They make fun of us. Well, let them make fun of us all the way to the bank, all the way to our new house, all the way, right? All the way to us writing big checks for the kingdom. Let they can make fun if they want to, while all our needs are met. Because you got all kind of folk that say, "Well, yeah, now, brother Keith, I know that. I know it says that, but you just never know. <laughs> you just never know." <laughs> Well, if you believe the Bible, then you can know what he said. Amen. You can believe what he said. Yeah. And if you know that he's a faithful God and cannot lie, then you can know and be persuaded and expect that he'll do what he told you he would do. Yeah, exactly. Right? Amen. I mean, you didn't say anything good about me. If you looked at me, or you, so you're talking about me to somebody else and you say, well, I tell you about Brother Keith. You just never know (laughs) if he's going to do it or if he's... What did you just get saying about me? Unreliable. Right? Can't count on him. He told you something. He might do it. He might not. You just never know. And people are saying that about God. They're calling him unfaithful, unreliable. You can never know what he's going to do. It's not true. I said it's not true. He is our God. The faithful God who keeps covenant. Hallelujah. 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 Favors those and blesses those that serve Him and remembers their seed to a thousand generations. You You can count on Him. My My God shall supply. All my needs according, now this is how he does it, according to his riches in glory by the anointed one, Christ Jesus. Now we know the Lord uses people. I mean the Bible said give, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men. Will give into your bosom. We know he uses people. But he doesn't mention people here. Right? Right. Why? Because the emphasis is not on who he uses. The emphasis is on who meets your needs. The emphasis is on who our source is. He doesn't talk about earth. He don't talk about the economy, our governments, our people that's got money. Right? That's not in this verse. We know He uses people, but that's not here. He meets our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. (laughs) Now He gets it to us through the earth through men's hands but they are but channels everybody say channels. channels now something i made an adjustment in the way i think in the way i talk years ago if you hadn't done it already you may want to i do not refer to anything or anyone else in this world as a source that word Is reserved. For my God. I have one. Source. One. And there are many. Channels. God uses. Say it out loud. One source. source. Many Many channels. Many channels. God has so many ways of meeting our needs and taking care of us that we have never dreamed, never crossed our mind. He is the master at providing things through unexpected sources. (laughs) No. Got you. Through unexpected what? Channels. Channels. And the reason, you know, I'm saying this is because I'm getting ready to go into something here. This is such a huge, huge deal. Who should we be looking at? Channels? are the source? Is this an issue? It's a huge issue. And if you think you've grown so far that it's not an issue to you anymore, you're wrong. I've come to see in my own life that the revelation of God as my source is one of the greatest revelations for me to have. And I have come to see that it is progressive. Do you know what I mean by that? Progressive. Years ago, I believed God was my source. But I've grown in it. As the years go by and my faith grows and my vision grows and my walk with him grows, I know it better today than I did. It's more real to me now. And the more light I have in him being my source, the less I look at anybody else or anything else. Now, before we go further, do you understand what we're talking about? Do not sit here and say, well, I know God's my source. I know it. I already knew that. Then you don't know it at all like you should. Because if you've grown in it, then like I'm telling you, you've come to realize that it's progressive. And man, you should have come a long ways from where you were, and you should realize there's a lot further to go in knowing who your source is. I know, uh, oh, it must have been 15 years ago, the Lord had me preaching on this all one year. God, your source, God, your source, God, your source. Man, I preached on it. I preached on it at home. I preached on it up north and down south and overseas. I preached on it everywhere I went for, I don't know, nine months, I guess. And I'm home for a couple of days. And uh Lord began to minister to me. I'm thinking about meetings coming up and the end of the year. and And the Lord said to me, I don't mean to heard an audible voice now, but inside me, he said, Keith, I'm your source. I said, yes, sir. I've been preaching this for nine months. You know, yes, sir. You are my source. He said, I'm your source. I said, that, yes, sir. You, you are my source. He said, the meetings are not your source. I said, no, sir. Congregations are not your source. I said, no, sir. Partners are not your source. No, sir. You are my source. He said, good. You stay home the rest of the year. (laughs) Now, see, now I begin to get a revelation (laughs) of how much I know about God being my source. And I just kind of dumbfounded, I thought, you know, I try to quote scripture to God. I said, well, Lord, you know, the Bible said <laughs> they that preach the gospel eat and live of the gospel, you know. That didn't go far. <laughs> he said, you've been preaching this all over the country now. I want you to demonstrate it. I began to think, man, end of the ears coming up. How I many of you got extra expenses? I mean, you know, the employees and they like to get bonuses and some things come up at the end of the year to be paid and done. In the first of the year, you got things that come up and, and I'm not going to do any meetings. Well, why should it be such a big deal? See, so you got pastors that'll, you know, man, they holler to the high heavens. God's our source. God's the source of this church. He talking about missing an offering. Oh, we keep missing offering. You mean miss a Sunday morning offering? We can't afford to miss a Sunday morning offering, brother. Then your revelation of God as your source is very small. (laughs) You want this or not? Y'all going to believe with me, right? (laughs) You better, let me help you out. You better say it out loud again. Say it out loud. My God, my God shall supply, shall supply all, my all my needs according to his riches, to his riches in glory, in glory by, Christ Jesus. by Christ Jesus. If he's your source, meetings are not your source. The congregation is not your source. Partners are not your source. It's getting weaker as I go. (laughs) Your job is not your source. 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 Hmm? The bank. Oh, you ought to see the looks I got that time. (laughs) The bank is not your source. The doctor is not your source. The government is not your source. Can y'all take this or not? I Got folk looking at me like scared already. You're like, this is not bad. This is good. This is good. You get free. From getting your eyes on people, you can come up and you can move to places you never imagined. You can do things and have things that you never thought possible when you realize who your source is. Now see, I could meet a need of yours according to what? My riches in Branson. Right? I could meet a need according to my riches in Branson, which are limited severely compared to his. Right? Better than they used to be. You could do something according to your resources. God meets our needs, not according to Keith's resources or the company's resources. Come on now, y'all with me? Not according to the world economy That's right. or the federal government That's right. Amen. Hmm? That's right. or the Federal Reserve or the price of this or that yes. or the price of gas. Amen. His resources are not governed or even affected by anything down here. A lot of folk would nod their head when you say that, but when it comes to operations, they don't really believe that. They believe, well, hey, boy, this happens, then we're going to have a bad year. You don't have to. Well, Brother Keith, that happens. It's got to affect us. Does it got to? Well, it will affect you if your needs are met according to the economy. And if your needs are met according to your job. And according to the company. It will affect you. But if. If. It is real to you. And it's not just talk. But you actually believe and operate. That God. Is your source. Then no matter what goes on around about you. All your needs can still be met. Because your needs are met. According to his riches. Not anybody else's. His. Does he have any? His unlimited. Resources. In glory. He's able to do it for us. Because of Jesus. And our faith in him. And our covenant with him. By the anointed Jesus. There's an anointing. To meet your needs. There is power of God. To move things and change things. In the earth. To influence channels. So that your and my needs are met. All our needs are met. All. 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 And the more you believe it. You just get sassy about it. And you want to say who said my needs wasn't going to be met? Amen. Said who? Hallelujah. Who said I wasn't going to be able to do it? That's right. And you do not receive it. Yeah. You don't believe it. Because yeah. you know God's resources have not diminished. Amen. Said out loud, My God, my God. shall supply. All my, need, All my need, according to his riches, to his riches. in glory, in glory. By, Christ Jesus. by Christ Jesus. Turn to Isaiah, please, the 17th chapter. What we're talking about is who our source is. One source, many channels. You catch yourself saying source, not referring to your God. Remind yourself. Check. Because it, it helps build this consciousness into you. And it helps you not to have your eyes on anybody else. Because channels is not your business. Not my business. God can use whomever he chooses. Doesn't even have to even be somebody you know. Right? He has so many channels that you're not aware of that we shouldn't even think about channels. That's not our business, but we know who our source is and we know he has access to all kinds of channels and ways. In Isaiah 17, Isaiah 17, seven, he says at that day, shall a man look to his maker and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he'll not look to the altars and the work of his hands, and he'll not respect what his fingers have made, either groves or images. And that has to do with idols, but it also has to do with everything man-made. Right? Looking to your Maker. Now, you can tell... Who and what your source is whenever a need arises. And there's no need playing games and trying to be religious. Got to be honest with yourself. Because none of us have arrived at the complete revelation of God as our source. We're growing in it. Right? The truth is a lot of folk hadn't grown much at all in it. Faith is mighty small in many places. But when something comes up, check yourself. You got to have $1,000 by the end of the week. What's the first thing you think of? <laughs> huh? Don't, don't try to give me the correct church answer. <laughs> you got to have... Ten thousand dollars by the end of the year. What do most? I'm not talking about unbelievers now. What do most Christians start thinking about? What I see? I got to work some more. I got to get some extra work, right? I've uh, maybe I could sell something, or maybe I could borrow something. Hmm? None of those. Or God being your source. That's you trying to make it happen. That's the work of your hands. (laughs) That's how most people live. But also most people live on a low level. That's not how God called us to live. We can train ourselves. We can feed the word into us. We can think and meditate on this night and day until the first thing that comes up when we have a need is we think God's already got it. God's already got it, right? And I either just claim and believe for it or I sow a seed and believe for it, right? Now, the channels of it coming to you could work out any number of ways. He might direct you to do something. He might give you some extra work. He might, you know, give you something to sell It could happen any number of ways. Or somebody could just come up and hand it to you. But the difference is, who do you look to? Who are you waiting on? Do you know what I mean by that? Who are you waiting on? So your thing can go. Who are you waiting on? So, you can build what you want to build. Who are you waiting on? Well, if those people would just obey God, (laughs) well, if the bank would just do it and quit fussing, who are you waiting on? How many times does the Bible talk about waiting on the Lord? We're waiting on him. Our eyes are on him. We're looking to him. Right? That's far different from waiting on somebody. Well, I'm waiting on my husband. Straighten up and do right. So I can have the kind of house I want. Well, I'm waiting on my wife. Tell me I can have some money so I can get my bass boat. (laughs) Both of y'all are pitiful. Your wife is not your source. Your husband is not your source. Your parents are not your source. Well, I'm waiting on him, my supervisor, to give me that raise they told me they're going to give me. I'm waiting on them to buy this stuff from me. I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on. You see, got your eyes horizontal. Waiting on them to do it so I can do it. That reveals who your source is. All right. Well as soon as they do that. Then I can do this. Said who? Well as soon as I get the money. You may not even need the money. (laughs) I got some folk like this. And some don't know yet. eh? Let me tell you what's happening. I'll give you a little preview ahead of time. And maybe you can help me a little more. You and I. Have higher heights to go to. You and I have great advancement into the kingdom of God. He has big plans. He wants to talk to us about and reveal to us. But there's no need to him even talking to us about it. Until we believe he can do it. Amen. If it's taking all the faith we got to believe for our electric bill, and if we're mad half the time because the government ain't doing enough, how are we going to have a world vision? How can we believe God can use us? What has seemed big to us must become small in our eyes. What has seemed hard to us must become easy in our eyes. Sure, God could do this. Sure, he could. Yes, he could give it to me. Yes, he could bring it through my hands. Yes, God can do this. Yes, he can. There are more than once that the Lord would tell people, marvel not. Marvel not at this. What does that mean? Well, if you're marveling, your faith is not there. If you go, ten m- m- <laughs> million dollars, you might as well be going, oh, great ten million. Oh, great <laughs> ten million. How great you are. You are awesome in my eyes. <laughs> you got to get to the place where you look at it and go, what's that? What is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Okay. we are got to work our way up there, I guess. All of us. Are you willing to work your way up there? Are you willing to grow? Hmm? Glory to God. Look in Jeremiah, please. The 17th chapter. Jeremiah 17. Verse 5. Jeremiah 17:5 Thus saith the Lord: Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. He'll be like the heath in the desert and will not see when good comes. But will inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land not inhabited. That's cursed. Dry. Barren. Bleak. Empty. Why? Why? Dependent on man. Looking to man to do it. Waiting on man to do it. Right? Verse 7. I like this one though. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Hope means expectation. This is a man who knows that God is his source. This is a man or woman who's looking to God to make it happen. Waiting on him. Right? He's going to do it. I don't have to see how. I don't have to know how. Looking to him. Waiting on him. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah, but how in the world? Don't have to know how. Well, I already do know how. According to his riches. In glory. Right? He told me how. By Christ Jesus. That's all I really need to know. Channel is his business. Verse 8. What will happen? He shall be. As a tree planted by the waters. He won't live a dry, empty, hard life. He'll be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out of roots by the river. And won't even see when heat comes. What's that? Recession. Depression. Problems. Won't even see when heat comes. Her leaf will be green. Well, see, I mean, if it's a terrible drought and all the trees are dead, yet if there's any water in the river, this tree is green. (laughs) Because its roots have made it to the river. And as long as there's water in the river, no matter if everything dies, this thing is going to stay green. And it's going to, what else did he say? It will not be careful in the year of drought. Won't be penny-pitching or hiding canned goods under the bed. Won't be full of care. Neither shall it cease from yielding fruit. Just right on. Right on producing and producing and producing and keep on producing more and more while other stuff is drying up and dying. Why? Back up to the verse. Why? Because this man, this woman, trusts in God. Amen. They're not making flesh their arm. What does that mean? The arm's what you lean on, depend on, rest on. They're resting on God. They're counting on Him to do it. Yes. Now most anybody in any church anywhere will agree with that. But when it comes to living it, it's a completely different thing. And you, can, you, you know, it's a progressive thing. And so if you're honest with yourself, day to day, you'll be seeing things in yourself. And having to make adjustments and having to renew your mind. Right? And one way you'll see it is that when God is your source and your faith is in Him, you put no pressure on people. None. None. Amen. You get rid of any pressure tactics or any manipulative yes. actions. Amen. Now, we don't like to think about these things, but the church is full of it. Full of it. Subtle, hint dropping. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? You know? I've told the story before, it'll bear repetition. Folk going to the altar. They're praying. One guy kneels down beside the other and says, Oh God, deal with somebody. (laughs) He just happened to kneel beside the guy he knows got some money. Oh God, you know I got to have $500 by the end of the week. You know I got to have it by the end of the week. God, deal with somebody. Somebody. Somebody to listen to you. Somebody that will obey you are hoping somebody'll notice. Hmm? I've heard preachers tell stories about don't wear your good shoes to service. Don't wear your good shoes. Why? People see those good expensive shoes, they won't give in the offering. Don't drive your good car to church. And you know, if you're up on the platform, then you can cross your legs. You know where your bottom of your shoe shows. (laughs) You might say, I despise that. Well, how about you, though? Is it any better, whether you're a preacher or not, to drop hints? Hmm? Hmm? See, there's all kind of subtle manipulation of people. Why? Because they're counting on those people to do something. So many times ministers have their eyes on their congregations. Counting on them. I've never believed that a church is limited to its congregation. Financially. I've never believed that. Refused to believe that. And the Lord has proven it for this church. In the last three years. We had money come in on this paid in full from forty eight different states. And what was it, a dozen or two foreign countries? So we say, well, Brother Keith, it's because people know you. Yeah, but why do they know me? Just because somebody knows you don't mean they want to send you money. That's all people know you. But That ain't sending you money. But no reason I bring that up. See, people make excuses when their faith is not there. When it's not happening for them, then they're going to make an excuse why it happened for you. Did you hear this now? Yeah, but brother Keith this, and yeah, but brother Keith that, and yeah, but. You and I got the same God. Same God. Anybody ever tries to tell you, yeah, but you know, you got money, and yeah, but you got this. You can look at them and go, hey, you and I have the same God. Same provider. Same God. Because people want to imply, you should feel guilty if you got more than me, and you should feel obligated to help me. Said who? You got the same God I've got. Somebody that's got a hundred times more money and resources than me, I got the same God they do. Right? Well, I can see this is gonna be fun right off the bat, right? Boy howdy. But you'll see when people are making excuses. Yeah, but this and yeah, but that and yeah, but you know, our church is in a uh, small town. And most of our folk work at the factory. And you know, it ain't been doing good. And you can make excuses all day long. And all you're saying is God's not my source. The factory is. The people are. The small town is. Yeah, but Brother Keith, yeah, but Brother Keith, I've had people tell me so many times, <laughs> you've got the same God I do and everybody else does. Yeah. We all got the same God, the same God, same God, Amen. same God. He's no respecter of persons. Thank you, Lord. He is a respecter of faith. Some people sow and believe, and some don't. Some get their eyes on God and trust Him to do it, and some trust in flesh and are disappointed. Now look how serious this is, though. Back up to this. The man that puts his trust in man, what did it say he is? That is serious, isn't it? When you are relying on somebody to make it happen for you, you're cursed. Man, that's serious. And he goes on to describe the curse in the next verse. You'll be like out in the desert. When good comes, you won't see it. You know, So I've heard people say, well, you know, so-and-so prophesied about this, you know, uh, blessing and overflow and so-and-so prophesied about increasing. I sure ain't seen it. <laughs> we have. Amen. Yeah. We are. Yeah. See, you can be right in the middle of something and there, it'd be raining and flourishing and you'd be in a dry place. Yeah. If you're counting on somebody to notice you, right. somebody to feel sorry for you, I wish somebody would help me. Well, I won't nobody help me. I've had preachers come to me almost crying. Well, the body just won't help me. These churches won't get behind me. One fellow, I said, well, who said they should? (laughs) Well, God told me to do this. Well, I reckon he's big enough to make it happen if he told you to do it. Yeah, but the people won't help me. The people, the people, the people, the people won't get involved. The people won't tithe. The people, the people, the people, Brother Key. The people. (laughs) And we know who your source is. The people just won't get involved, Brother Key. The people just won't give. I talk to them and talk to them and try to get them to give. Yeah, and quit. Quit that. It's not your job to get the people to give. It's your job to set an example and give. And teach the word so that faith rises up in people's hearts. Right? And they want to. And they have faith too. And they say why. Right? When your faith is in God and your eyes are on God, you put no pressure on people. And that ain't just for church. That's you in your store trying to sell somebody something. That's you in the office trying to get somebody to close a deal and sign a contract. Did you hear me? If you're in faith, what do you do? No pressure. Well, what if they don't do it? Well, then they won't. God will send three more to take their place. Right? Unbelievers use pressure tactics. Because they don't know God is their source. You and I can rest. Just even in the natural. It works against you. Right? It sure does with me. Somebody start trying to pressure me to do something. I'm ready to walk. Anybody else like me? Well, that's a whole lot of people. So just don't do it. Amen. It just don't even work in the natural. Yeah. When you trust in God, you're trusting Him to bring the right people at the right time. And to make it go. And to make it work. Right? Amen. I know Phyllis and I used to fly commercial all the time. The Lord's blessed us with nice airplane now. But, I mean, we spent many an hour in an airport terminal for many years. And sometimes they cancel flights and sometimes they, you know, I think at one time we were supposed to be at a place in just a few hours. I'm supposed to speak. And they canceled the flight. It looked like there's no way. And man, they canceled another flight and another flight. And that place was jam-packed full of mad people. And I mean, there was a lot of angry people. And the person behind the uh, counter that was handling some things, boy, people were lining up and just chewing on him and chewing on him, and I saw some Christians there that I knew, and they were some of the worst, chewing on him, and some of them have the audacity to try to spiritualize it, ignorance, I should say, what do you mean? Just be hard and pushy, and turn around and say, well, you know, that's my prophetic anointing, I know I come across hard sometimes, but uh, (laughs) nah, that's R-U-D-E, rude. It's just flesh, it's got nothing to do with the Spirit of God. Don't bring him into this. That's you trying to put pressure on somebody, make them do what you want them to do. Oh, we stood in line. We heard all this and heard all this and heard all this. Well, the first thing we did when we heard it is we prayed. Now, Lord, this is your deal. You know we need to get there. Help us. Whatever needs to happen, we're asking you to do it. We agree it's touching this thing. Thank you for it. Jesus' name. Now what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be in faith now. Right? Is faith a rest? Then can we be fidgeting and fighting and fumbling and arguing and f No, we, we're supposed to calm ourselves and go, okay, God, you got it. Right? And so we finally stepped up to the uh, counter, and Phyllis spoke to the guy, and she said, I know you're busy, and I know I can see, you know, you got all this going on. Sorry. He perked up a little bit. Somebody act like they really cared about him a little bit. And she said, "I know that you, you know, you can just do what you can do. But you know, we're supposed to be at such and such place, and here's our tickets. Could you check and see?" He said, "I'll check, but there's nothing. There's nothing. I'm sorry. There's nothing." And click, 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 click. It's amazing how many clicks they can make. Looking for something. Click, 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 click. He said, "Hmm." Click, 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 click hmm, click, 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 click. Ah, isn't that something? (laughs) And he looked around. He said, where's your bags? She said, right over there. He said, get them. Come follow me. So he got our bags and we just trailed along behind him and he went out and he went indoors marked authorized only and he went behind this and he went behind the other. Well, those people looked at us like we had shot somebody or something. What, what, what? What did you do? What did you do? And we just went out and he led us straight onto an airplane, sit us down in first class, which he had upgraded us to. Amen. And he said, you know, you'll be there about the same time you would have been. Amen. He said, thank you. Thank you. And the person right before Phyllis had just chewed this guy out. i mean. Called him everything but a nice fellow. And chewed him out and was mean to him. And he looked at us and he said, those people before you, they didn't know it. But I could help them or I could hurt them. (laughs) Oh, he said, thank you for helping us. And went our merry way. It does not pay. Put pressure on people and demand. Why would you do it? Because you're looking to them to make it happen. You've got to fix this. No, they don't. They don't even have to give you the time of day. Some people won't. Right? You have to. I demand. Well, now you are away from the Holy Ghost. You're acting like a sinner. You are your source and they are your source to make this thing happen and fix it. You're not relying on Him. Did you know you can pray, God, give me favor. Give me favor with everybody with whom I should deal today. Give me your favor. And He can be working on people before you ever get there, bringing you to their mind, inclining their heart towards you. Getting ready to give you a deal to make it work, to help you, to bless you, and you can show up having a bad hair day or something and act like a heathen and ruin it. They could be, God's dealing with them to help you and bless you and you show up and chew on them and they think, well, forget it. And it doesn't happen. Because you met, God started it and then you messed it up. It's happened many times. But when you know who your source is, I said, when you know who your source is, you just rest and relax. (laughs) Because he can do it. He already knows how. And he's faithful. And I can count on him. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Go to the book of Psalms, please. Glory be to God. Thanks be unto the Master. Psalm 78. This psalm talks about God's dealings with the first generation of Israelites that he brought out of Egyptian bondage. And what was happening was that he was revealing himself to them. As their everything. Right? Their source. It looked impossible. For them to leave Egypt. Their daddy was a slave. Their granddaddy was a slave. Their great granddaddy was a slave. 400 years. I mean this thing. Is locked economy wise and political and every other way they don't have an army they can't fight their way out of this they can't buy their way out of it there is no way out naturally but God said I can do it (laughs) I'm bringing you out and they struggled with that and they didn't believe it and he gave them signs and he worked with them and he brought them out right But can you see, progressively, he's working with them through the wilderness with the manna, the water out of the rock. What's he showing them? I'm your provider. I'm your source. I can feed you in the desert. I can give you water out of a rock. I can fly in fresh quail without an airplane. Now, after a while, what should they be thinking? We got it made. We got a God that can feed us anywhere. We got a God who can make us rich overnight. Remember the transfer of wealth? They went from rags on their back, didn't even own their own body until they got, I mean, they come out there there, they got these big rings on their hand, they got these fancy suits and clothes. In a day. They should be getting the revelation of what? God's my source. He's my source. I'll never want again. I'll never lack again. But did they get it? No, they didn't. He'd move for them. He'd move for them. And then if they got hungry again, what would they say? Ah, we all going to die out here. We're going to starve to death. And it irritated God. I said it irritated him. It would you too. You taking care of somebody. And you've just done outstanding things for him, And you've always been there for him. There's never been any question. And every time anything else came up and so, said, Yeah, I know you did all that, but I just don't know. I just don't know if I can count on you. How many times does it take? Some people are just unpersuadable. It doesn't make any nervous how much you do for them. Next time they're going to doubt. Just negative souls. We all gonna die. You know we gonna die out here. I reckon we'd just starve to death. I reckon we'll just. I reckon we'll just get kicked out in the street. I reckon. I reckon we'll just lose our car. I reckon. I reckon. God says you tempting me. Didn't he? Tempting him what? To let you die. <laughs> he started hearing it. We are going to die. We are going to die. He said, you tempted me. What? To let you die. And they did it too much. Yeah. Right? Why? After coming through the Red Sea on dry ground. After bread falling out of the sky. Every day. Water out of the rock. You should believe something. I said you should believe something. And you shouldn't doubt and you shouldn't question. You should say, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. God has done it and he's done it and he's done it and he'll do it this time. That pleases God. That honors God. This well, we'll just, I know he's done it before, but we'll just have to wait and see. Faithless. Disrespectful. Dishonoring of God. Now, we have a lot of things to get into For this week is over. And we're, this is the foundation we're beginning to start. But God has given us light. And he's ready to give us more light. But you have to walk in the light you already have. To qualify and to continue. And how many in this place can testify God has met your needs. Again and 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 there were times you couldn't see how but he did it again and there were times it just seemed like it was too late in no way and he did it again and again and again and you didn't know anybody you didn't know where it could come from but he did it again and again then we know something a lot of us didn't start in this last week We've seen it. I mean, God, give Phyllis and I, give this congregation, this church, pay for it like this. Give us airplanes, give us stuff, help us write big checks to the kingdom. And for me next week, to go pile up and feel sorry for myself because of something else that's come up? And go to crying and acting pitiful. I just don't know what we're going to do. Y'all pray for me. I'm just having a hard time. He is not okay. He's done too much for me. He's demonstrated. I mean he's demonstrated. And confirmed his word too many times. For me to just fall apart. And go well yeah I know he did all that. But I, don't, I just don't know. This time is more serious than somebody that got saved last week say the same thing. Right? And God just overlooked them because they don't know any better. Do you see this now? That's what's confusing to some people because they hear two individuals say the same thing. One of them get in major trouble. Another one not get in trouble at all. Well, it's because of difference of light. Difference of light. Hallelujah. Psalm 78, he's talking about that. And he's talking about all the things they saw and then their response. Verse 11. They did what? Psalm seventy-eight eleven. They forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Do you remember the scripture said, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that's within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The devil wants you to forget. Why? Because it's part of the basis of your faith. Hope maketh not ashamed. When you've seen God come through for you again and again. It should work in you. Experience. And expectation. And you should become a very cool customer. The longer this thing goes on. And the more victories you see. And the more times God comes through for you. I don't care what comes up. You just go. I've been here before. He said, what happened last time? God came through. What's going to happen this time? Same thing. You mean you ain't scared? No, I'm not scared. What you going to do? I'm going to take a nap. While he works. I got seed in the ground. I'm doing what he told me to do. Nothing too hard for him. Has to happen. Has to happen. While I rest. On him. Right? And the longer it goes. You should get solid. It's an anchor. To your soul. And things that move baby Christians. Don't move you. You don't run crying to mama. You don't try to be brave at church. And then come fall apart on your wife. Or vice versa. But I thought that's what God gave us each other for. So we could come and. Be ourselves. And let our hair down. What do you mean be yourself? Who are you being at church? What do you mean let your hair down? People use that because it's talking about fleshing out. Just yielding to fear. And yielding unbelieving and crying. And back to pitiful and. Well, I got, brother Keith. I I gotta have a release. I gotta let it out. Don't let it in. (laughs) And you won't need to let it out. No, pity parties are not okay, ever. If a Christian has one, you should repent. You should repent, and go forgive me, God. You have done too much for me. For me to act like that. You've come through for me too many times. And repent. Right? <laughs> they forgot. They forgot. Verse 7 says they forgot. Verse 11 says they forgot. They forgot what? His wonders that he showed them. Verse 12 marvelous things. He did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt and Zoan. He divided the sea. He caused them to pass through. He made the waters stand up as a heap. In the daytime, He led them with a cloud. All night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink out of the great depths. Now we're not talking about a little spurt. We're talking about feeding 603,550 soldiers, plus elderly, plus women, plus children, plus who knows how many cows and donkeys and camels. Just make a fire hydrant look like small stuff. We're talking about major water out of a rock. Out of a rock. Out in the middle of nowhere. Now, see, you might think, we got to find some water. We got to go find a lake. We got to go find a pond. We got to go find a well. God says, no, you don't. We got to go. We got. He said, no, no, you got me. You got me. You got me. Hit that rock. If you know who your source is, you do not feel limited by what, anything going on around about you or what anybody's doing. They can do anything they like. They can try to stab you in the back. They can try to get your promotion. They can try to steal your inheritance. They can try to do anything they want to. And you just go, so? That don't mean I'm not going to be rich. Right? Because none of those things is my source. Now when you get upset about that stuff, what does it reveal? You were counting on that. To make it. I was counting on that deal. And the devil just come in here and stole my deal. Now I can't. What? 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 Now you can't. That's exactly what he intended. Now I can't. The bank said no. So now I can't. Those big givers quit and left my church. So now we can't. Minister friend of mine, another state. He said, "A fellow, the strongest giver in his church by far, and his extended family were like four or five families in the church, and some of them were wealthy too." Came to him after teaching one day and said, "You know what? We don't agree with this, and if you're going to continue along this line, then we uh, we're going to pull out." And he, you know, the Lord had already dealt with him about it and told him what to do. And he said, well, brother, you can't tell me what to preach. We love you, but you can't do this. He said, well, we're gone. And he left. Took his money with him and took all his folks with him. The pastor said he put his head on the desk and said, God, biggest giver in my church just left. God said Nope, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it wasn't a month until he had three just as strong as this guy. <laughs> well, when you know who your source is, you don't get scared. And you don't become a politician in the pulpit. Afraid to preach this or that? Well, I oh, I don't know who that might offend somebody. And if I did, what if they left? You've got ministers walking around on eggshells all the time. Well, brother, I didn't like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't say it anymore. Well, brother, that bothered me. It did. What bothered you? <laughs> Well, that, well, you know, I, I don't have to say that. I, pitiful. I said pitiful. God needs men and women of God who will stand up and do what He says. And not court wealthy people. And not court people they think will do something for them. And not court anybody. Love everybody. Be nice to everybody. But not court people for advantage. What they might do. I've had people before call me, you know, they're going to give all this money to the ministry. I said, great. Praise God. This person called me back the next day and said, you know, you didn't sound very excited about that. I started to say this ain't my first rodeo, but. And I've heard stuff before. But they're like, uh, you know, they want me to jump up and down. They want to see me hoot and holler and carry on. Because this is, you know, this is going to make the church. Well, they already lost me now. What do you mean? There's no individual is going to make my life, make the ministry, make why? I've already got a source. I've already got somebody, (laughs) Right? right, that makes it. And if you're anything, you're a channel, one of many, right? And so then they said, well, they wanted to talk to me, and they wanted me to spend some time with them, and they wanted this, and they wanted that, and the other. Finally, I had to say, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, but we're talking about millions of dollars, I didn't say what I thought, but I thought, hey, if God deals with you, obey him or don't. This is irritating to me. Can you tell me? I've heard it so many times. They want you to court them. And I got to a place where I thought, I can't do this because I wouldn't do this with everybody else. And if I do it with them, why would I be doing it? Because I think they're going to give us some money. That's being a respecter of persons. I can't do that. And I didn't. And they didn't. And it still all got paid. And if God did deal with them. They lost a big reward. You'll find in these areas. You've got two kinds of people. Talkers. And doers. Yeah. Amen. And the doers don't talk. That's right. They just do it. Yeah. The check just shows up. And the talkers will talk and, talk and 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 let's pray and let's do this and let's do that and let's do that. And three years later you still be talking. <laughs> if God deals with you. Do it. Right? If he doesn't, hush. Be quiet. They forgot his works. Marvelous things he did. He brought streams out of the rock. Verse 16. He caused the waters to run down like rivers. Rivers. Out of a rock. Verse 18. They tempted God. This is how they did it. Verse 19. They said... They spoke against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? You know, he smote the rock and the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. But can he give bread too? Can he provide flesh for his people? And the Lord heard it and what? Was wrath. Why? See, he said it. He said it in Joshua. and you read about it, he said, how long? Before these people believe me. This is not somebody talking about God. That's his own words. See after. Moving and providing. And healing and moving and providing. And healing. He expects. You and I. To trust him. And if he says he's going to do it. Then we believe it. No matter how impossible it looks or seems. Right. Right. And if you have the word from the Lord and he tells you he's going to do this thing for you. And after he tells you, you still worry and fret about it. What does that show? You didn't believe it. But when you do believe it, what do you do? You breathe a sigh of relief. You go, "Ah, okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. We're going to have plenty. We're going to do it. There's several people he's saying to right here in this place. It will be built, it will be done, it will be completed. Rest in me. Thank you, Lord. Rest in me. It'll be done. It'll be completed. It'll be finished. Keep reading. It made him angry. Verse 22, why? They believed not in God and they trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and rained down manna on them to eat and gave them corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. Goes on talking about how he brought quail in. Verse 32. For all this, they sinned still, and what? Believed believe not. For his wondrous works. Now, we've read that, but how does that work out? How does that practically, how did it happen? It happened the next time they needed something. Do you see this now? What does it mean they didn't believe God? How did it happen? The next time there was no food, what'd they do? Oh, are we all going to die out here? Next time there was no water. Same thing as it was before. When he came through miraculously. When God gives us light. He expects more of us next time. Right? And the more light he gives us what? More he expects of us. So it's not okay to go back and act like we used to. Cry and whine carry on, act pitiful, call everybody and try to talk to them. It says, verse 40, how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? What was grieving him? What's provoking him? You could hear it in the words of Jesus many, many, many years later when Jesus is walking the earth. And he said, "How long will I put up with this faithless generation? And when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? in the earth? Can you hear the heart of God? He's like, "Who will believe me?" And you got millions going, well, seeing is believing." And you just never know. And God is not amused. It says, how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and they grieved him in the desert. And they turned back and they tempted God and they did what? They limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited. The living says again and again, they turned away and they tempted God. And they limited the Holy One of Israel from giving them his blessings. They turned back. Everybody say turned back. They turned back. Now, this is something the Lord had had brought up on my heart. Go to Hebrews and you'll see this in in Hebrews 10. They turned back. They tempted God and they limited God. Now, what does it mean they turned back? If you read other portions, you see they turned back in their hearts and got to looking back at Egypt. Remember that? What's Egypt? It's where they came from. Egypt is their past. Egypt is where they used to live. Egypt is the way they used to live. It is a previous way of life. A previous way of operating. And in doing it, they irritated God, they angered God, and they limited him as to what he could do in their life. In spiritual things, you do not remain static, stationary. Spiritual laws are such that you are either moving forward... Or you are sliding backwards. You're either increasing. Or you are decreasing. You're either getting closer to God. Or you're getting further from God. Your faith is either growing or it's decreasing. But you do not stay the same. Have you found this to be true? It's a fact. You don't just get to a place and you just stay there. There's some people that were a lot closer to God five, ten years ago than they are now. There are people whose faith was a lot stronger in certain areas even ten years ago than it is now. And then there's people the other way around. They're a lot stronger now than they were five years ago. But nobody's just staying the same. You know, we use the term spirit-filled too loosely. You might have heard me say it before, but, you know, people talk. I've heard people say, well, so-and-so, you know, did you hear that preacher? That tongue talker, spirit-filled. He ran away with the piano player and the building fund. And he's spirit-filled. And I say, not that day he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And not several days before. Right? Because you don't do that full of the Holy Ghost. Right? You do it full of lust and greed. And selfishness. And it doesn't mean. That this person. Was always at that place. All of us. Have to stir ourselves up every day. I don't care how close to God you were last year. It's not automatic. I don't care how much faith you had in an area. It's not automatic that it stays there. You're moving one way or the other. Every day. You're increasing or decreasing. You're moving forward or you're moving backward. And you've heard it before, but it's a fact. Look back, go back. If you look back, you go backwards. And that's what they did. Did God intend for them to live out there in the desert for all of their life? No, the Bible said Canaan's land had been selected and set aside for them and the works were finished from the foundation of the world. It's for them. But they would not believe. Though he demonstrated and demonstrated and demonstrated, they wouldn't believe. And in the middle of it, they got to looking back going, Oh, you know, we had watermelon in Egypt. And said, Oh, I remember it. Those big Egyptian watermelons. Mm, I could just taste one right now. And we had cucumbers. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Ooh, cucumbers. Mm, I could eat a big cucumber right now. Cucumbers and leeks and garlics, and all we got now is this old manna. They're leaving out some real important parts of that story. Like you were a slave, like somebody's beating your back every day and making you make brick without straw. And how you forget all that? All AG members, watermelons. <laughs> now, no need us laughing at them, because First Corinthians ten tells us that those things are written as in samples and examples for us. And the lesson is, you do not look back. You don't go back. You don't look back. You give thanks for what God has done, but you don't get to talking about the good old days and get a wistful eye. Ecclesiastes says, don't say. What is the reason that the former days are better than these? Because you do not inquire wisely. You're not thinking right. You're not talking right. Because if you believe God, your source, you believe He's got bigger and better to do today and tomorrow. And there ain't no reason for you to look back and pine away. Because the best is in front of you. So you're excited about today and tomorrow. Thank God for yesterday, but we're excited more about today and tomorrow. Right? Glory to God you in Hebrews? Yes. Thank you, Master. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. 10.37 Hebrews. Cast not away your what? Confidence. Confidence is a faith word. Faith word. You got faith, you got confidence. Which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of. Everybody say that loud. Confidence? Confidence. Patience. Patience. Now here's the idea. Confidence that is maintained. Day after day and week after week, we're just as confident and more confident about it as we were three months ago. Instead of what happens to a lot of people, Running out of gas. Started out like a house of fire. Oh yeah, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. God, I'm believing for this and I'm claiming this and it'll be here the next thing you know. And three months later, it's like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's com Yeah, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Six months later, what was that? I was believing for something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Your confidence must not wane. It must stay and increase and increase and increase and increase. He said. You have need of patience, perseverance, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. I know you and I are working on this tonight. But the Lord's helping us. I'm telling you. The Lord is ministering to me, before this week is out, about His best. God's very best for our lives. And it's big. Oh, it's big. It's big beyond what we've thought or asked or imagined or dreamed. But you've got to have patience to get God's best. You've got to stay in it. How many remember James? James. Let patience have her perfect work so that you may what? So you'd wind up perfect and entire wanting nothing. That means all your needs are met. According to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. But why do a lot of people not experience it? Because they cast their confidence away. And got tired. They got weary. Didn't maintain. He said. You've need of patience. That after you've done the will of God. You might receive the promise. For yet a little while. And he that shall come. Will come. And he won't tarry. It's not going to go on indefinitely. It's going to happen. Now the just. Just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, pull back, my soul I have no pleasure in him. But we, read this out loud, but we are not of them who draw back under perdition and destruction, but we are what? We are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. That includes all your emotions and thoughts and feelings and everything else. We don't draw back. We don't look back. We don't slide back. We don't go back. We just don't go back. Brother Lester Summerall, who's in heaven now? If anybody was around him, they might have noticed this. A friend of mine was driving him one day to a meeting, and they came up to a place, and uh, he kind of got in sideways, and he put the car in reverse and started, and he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm backing up. He said, I don't go back. I don't go back. He said, well, we we'll have to go all the way around. He said, go around. <laughs> I don't go back. I don't go back. You may think that's kind of silly, but hey, you need to have it ingrained in you to the point that anything that comes up, you think, no, I do not go back. I don't go back. We're not going down. We're not going back to what we used to be, to what it once was. No, no. You won't just make up your mind. I won't have it that way. You cannot go back. Because you know more now. You can't unknow what you know. So you can't go back. It can't ever be like it was back then. Because you know more now. God can't deal with you the same. It can't be the same. You can't go back. So don't try. Don't look that way. Don't think about it. Romans didn't say from faith to unbelief. What did it say? Faith. <laughs> from faith. faith. To f- not faith to unbelief. But from faith to faith. Yeah. What does that mean? Is that talking about greater? Is that talking about progression? Yeah. Talking about increase? Yeah. From faith to faith. Yeah. To increase to increase. To revelation to revelation. Yeah. More anointing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Doing more for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. More money. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger places. Yeah. Yeah. More people more healings, better things, bigger things. Nothing else can be the will of God. We can't stay the same. What will start to happen? We'll start going back. You'll start regressing. You'll start decreasing. You can't stay where you are. So there's only one thing to do. Stand up. There's only one thing to do. Anybody know what it is? Only one thing to do if we're going to have God's will and God's best. Step up. Step out. Move up. Move out to bigger and better and greater in God. Can you say amen? Amen. Lift your hands. Let's begin to praise the Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries